0: Up with Kat.
1: Hello and welcome to Catch Up With Cat with me, Cat Harvey. This is a little show all about helping you, so if you're needing some inspiration in the kitchen this week, I've found you the perfect guest. This morning I am delighted to say that I am joined by the kilted chef, that is Craig Wilson from Eat On The Green. Good morning, Craig, how are you doing? I have a very good morning to you, Cat, yes, the sun is shining was- here. Lovely. The Kilted Chef. Where did that title come from? I need to know that first of all.
0: Uh, well, uh, I went on TV uh, and uh, Lorraine uh, Kelly said, there's, there's, my, there's my Kilted Chef. So there we
1: are. <laughs> You're blaming Lorraine Kelly for a name that's stuck with you for life now. Uh, I lived in Dunblane at the time and
0: I borrowed a kilt from my neighbour. And so that's that's the it's it's not more glamorous than that.
1: Oh okay. Are you wearing one right now? I feel a bit naughty asking that question, but I need to know visually. You're in a kitchen. What are you wearing right now?
0: Um, cat, I thought for this special cat moment, it would only be respectful to wear the kilt for you. And I've got I've got my radio sparring on as well.
1: Oh fantastic! Even if you're telling porcupines, I don't care, because in my head you're there in the kitchen with a big white hat. And you've got your kilt on, so fantastic. So Craig, we're talking a lot at the moment about our general health and I know that you're a big fan of, you know, fresh local produce and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Does what we eat really make such a difference to how we can feel?
0: (sighs) Completely. And right now, I, I never, I really can't believe that some of the things I feel so passionate about are really coming to the fore. With uh, People are looking for a bit of guidance, and uh, I'm not going to overcomplicate some of the messages, but the one thing I think we can all do this morning, don't put it off, is drink more water by midday. I think if you set yourself a little target of getting more water, getting yourself more hydrated by midday, your mood will lift. Sleep is obviously really important and they're all linked to food. Every single thing we put in our body makes us feel a certain way.
1: So what should we be eating right now then if we're hoping to improve our immune system?
0: Well, um, definitely uh, the breakfast. uh, Do not get sidetracked no matter what is going on. I really think you should choose a, a nutritious breakfast. Um, and make sure you try to get into the habit, set your phone or something. You go, right, it's fuel time. Uh, personally, I have the same every morning. Um, I have a wrap with uh, some banana and peanut butter um, and I wrap it, eat it and love it.
1: That actually sounds lovely.
0: And uh, occasionally a, a little bit of chilli if I need a wee, uh, a wee encouragement to uh, jump about the kitchen a wee bit more than normal.
1: In the morning, chili. Do you mean chopped chili on your banana and peanut butter, or do you mean like a bowl of chili con carne?
0: No, no, I mean fresh chili. (laughs) A little bit of fresh chili in your banana wrap, and I tell you one thing: you'll be doing you'll be doing the keely by midday.
1: (laughs) It's certainly going to get us moving in the morning. That's for sure, Craig. (laughs) So, I mean, I know a lot of people are worried about saving their pennies. At the moment, as well, because there's a lot of uncertainty. Can we eat well cheaply? Is that doable?
0: I think it's uh, c- creatively. Uh, I-, I love the fact uh, that people are kind of uh, almost doing a backflip at the back of their cupboards to try and find a tin of something that they have used as well as fresh produce. So it uh, takes a couple of boxes there. But um, I would definitely say we can't afford to, to, to um, throw anything out. Um, the more creative you are um, with the ingredients, com- put in a combination perhaps you've never tried before. And I uh, uh, did a little uh, uh, thing that went round people's fridges. I did fridge raiding last year. Um, to encourage people to reduce their food waste, and I was wanted to start a campaign for saying No Menu Monday. So you're basically putting lots of things on the table and trying to create, giving yourself a challenge to create something wonderful out of practically
1: nothing. So basically, just cleaning your fridge uh, in the one go. I did that the other day. Actually, I fired everything into a pot and I tried to make a curry. And I'll not lie. It was pretty much the worst thing I've ever made in my life. But I got my spices all wrong, so that's quite important, isn't it?
0: Well, obviously, I need to put you on the naughty step, Kat, and you need to listen to some <laughs> basic
1: I, I've been there before, Craig. Being that naughty stepper, our old pals. <laughs> um,
0: see, but you see, chefs are very bossy, so I'm going to set myself up right. a, a, a plan. I'll, I'll get, I'll get I'm you. ready for it. I'll get your curry uh, sorted, no problem.
1: What do I need to know then? Because I fired, I think, about half a box of turmeric because I read somewhere that turmeric was um, very good for you at the moment. It's very good for all sorts of things for your immune system.
0: Well, I'm using turmeric in so many things. Um, I'm adding turmeric to, like, yoghurt and putting it over fish and chicken. It's a a really good anti-inflammatory and it is anti-microbotic as well, I think. I think if that's right. It has got, I I am no scientist, but uh, I do know there are a lot of great ingredients and it tastes and makes food look good. So it's a win win.
1: So, what about your healthy breakfast choices then? If you were to give our listeners right now some inspiration for one healthy breakfast that's easy to make apart from your banana and your peanut butter with the sliced chillies, which I am intrigued about, by the way, what would you be telling them to have a go at this morning?
0: Okay, I would say if you've got some blueberries, they'll probably be uh, in front of you or just to the right of your fridge, um, and they'll probably be about half a pack, half a pack left. I want you to give them a good wash. I uh, I would like, ideally, to have a bit of fresh ginger, grate a wee bit of fresh ginger, add some uh, Greek yoghurt, um, and any sinks at all um, and uh, put that into a little glass because it feels nice and clean and it feels all posh like, a, like you're, like you're at, <laughs> a, a, at a hotel and you start your day like... You can like tell a, you're
1: an award winning chef, darling, if it's all about the presentation.
0: <laughs> oh, that's we eat with eyes, we? It's not It's not all about radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, so we've got our little glass, we've got our yoghurt, our blueberries, the grated ginger sounds lovely, actually. Actually, I'm
0: obsessed with fresh ginger. It's also, another wee tip, I would put some ice, a glass of ice water and put and chuck in some fresh ginger. Chop it up. You don't even have to take off the skin. Chop it up. If you had that mint as well, and keep drinking that and try that for two days in a row and you will be on the road to feeling happier by midday.
1: Oh, that's amazing. So that, I mean, that's actually quite easy to do, Craig. I guess it's just a case of getting the right ingredients in your house, isn't it? So that we can all feel inspired and just go for it.
0: I, I, th- I think, you know, right now, um, the situation that we find ourselves, if you don't have something, find the nearest substitute. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of these lazy garlics, lazy ginger. Yeah, not the Rolls Royce, but hey, life's not perfect and one step towards a healthier, happier you right now is exactly what we're trying to do me included
1: So Craig, you've been very busy turning yourself into an internet sensation where can we watch you in action then?
0: We have launched an uh, online uh, live at 5 with me the kill Chef Monday, Wednesday and Friday mm-hmm. on every every Friday, Friday we do a fake away so we re- recreate a little takeaway, but it's very much about Keeping your waste really low um, and using the store covered ingredients and try to cheer you up at the same time.
1: Lovely. And where can we find this?
0: That's on Eat on the Green Facebook uh, site.
1: All about balance. Craig Wilson, the kilted chef from Eat on the Green. Thank you so much for joining me for a wee breakfast catch up this morning. Hope to talk to you again soon, Craig. We can maybe get some more ideas.
0: Uh, absolutely, Cat. and don't think that you're getting off the naughty step. I'm coming down to sort you out to, do, to make sure you get a, cur- a curry for breakfast. I bet, I bet you've tried that before.
1: <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with eating the leak before food. Remember, you can go to the website nhsinformed.scot for further tips on healthy eating.
2: Catch up with Kat. We're in this together.
1: Now it's time for your local heroes. Hello, my name's Colette and I'm a staff nurse in the Children's Hospital in Glasgow. What am I thankful for? My wonderful family, including my mum and my daughter, my fantastic team, friends and colleagues that I work with in the theatre department, the amazing bus drivers that get me backwards and forwards to work, and the wonderful supermarket staff who make sure all the shelves are filled and always serve me with a smile.
3: I think the delivery drivers are awesome and because they have to work through this tough time and risk getting catching it but also whenever a cool parcel comes it always puts a really big smile on my face
0: Catch up with cat in association with the Scottish government
1: Don't forget you can drop me a voice message just go to the website and click on the catch up with cat page for details I'm back at 340 this afternoon when the lovely Tony McLaren from Breathing Space, Will be telling us how we can keep an eye on our stress triggers.
0: Catch up with Cat.
1: Hello, and welcome to Catch Up with Cat with me, Cat Harvey. This is the mini show brought to you from my bedroom cupboard to hopefully help you cope and feel a little bit better with some great advice thrown in along the way. This afternoon, joining me for a wee catch up once again is Tony McLaren from Breathing Space. Hello, Tony, how are you doing this afternoon?
2: Great, Kat. It's a lovely afternoon and glad to be here with you and your listeners once again.
1: Fabulous. Well, you were a great source of information for us last week and I've got you back on today. Just remind us quickly again, what kind of services you offer at Breathing Space? Breathing
2: Space is Scotland's mental health phone line. And I suppose we are attending to calls on a daily basis from people who are experiencing distress in their lives. And that could be for a variety of different reasons, you know, having had a a difficult day, a stressful day, relationship difficulties, all sorts of different distressful events that are happening in people's lives. And I suppose, Kat, you know, it's really valid at this time you know, this time that we're all going through just now of lockdown and uncertainty, this time when we're kind of wondering what the future is going to hold for us all and what this new normal is going to be like. So, yeah, we've had a real increase in calls over the last week or so, uh, both to our web chat service and to our phone line service. So people are using it as an additional source of support. That's not to take away family and friends and colleagues, but maybe for people who are feeling really quite isolated and alone, that this is just another port of call that can help people in the distressful moments.
1: Now, this afternoon we are focusing on stress. Do you think that's actually a basis for most of your inquiries at the moment? Some form of stress?
2: Once again, Kat, you're dead right. I suppose if we look to the, the reasons why people contact Breathing Space, there's a kind of top five, as it were, um, and certainly relationships are always there you know people who are experiencing real distress and suicide or you know self-harm but certainly stress and anxiety related issues are always there and they kind of top five if i can say it that way reasons why people contact ourselves
1: about children and our elderly friends and relatives can we watch for signs of stress in them what should we be looking out for like maybe patterns of behavior in them at the moment
2: yeah, once again a, a very pertinent point kat i think uh, the, the kind of emotional signs of stress i think you're indicating that there certainly anger and irritability you know that you know people are more or less living cheaply with one another yeah you know, uh, for people that may be living in their own maybe angry that they're not seeing their grandchildren or their family or their friends the way they want to meet them so feeling angry and irritable uh, feeling overwhelmed Maybe even unmotivated, unfocused. You know that idea I know, we were speaking before about having a a routine and a focus for the day. Yep. Uh, we're into the kind of fifth, sixth week you know, of this lockdown. We're thinking it's really hard to keep motivated and maybe for people that are on social media they maybe see everybody else seems to be motivated everybody else is doing this that and the next thing they're running they're jogging they're doing all <laughs> sorts of exciting things and I just don't want to do anything
1: Tony again some absolutely fantastic advice what about your personal stress busting tips not like the proper official ones what works for you on a personal basis
2: I think certainly uh, physical activity helps for me I've got a, a great wee group of uh, friends who uh, go out cycling. Uh, I'll say live on there. I'm the slowest of the cyclists, but it doesn't matter. But it's a great source of, of, of uh, I strength and connection with a group of friends with a, with a kind of common uh, interest as it were. And I think as well, sleep, uh, I like to get to my bed at a kind of decent hour and get up at the same time. I, I'm a man of routine, a man of my age, I need kind of routine. But certainly the relaxation techniques, many of your listeners will be you know, privy to their own relaxation techniques. Maybe it will be just taking a nice long soak in a bath. It could be some mindfulness. It could be, you know, chatting to friends on the phone, you're that old, it's not not a new idea, But just picking up the phone, particularly this time of lockdown, and speaking to someone, because we don't go away from this key message that it's good to talk. Uh, We really have to speak and find a vocabulary that expresses our emotions as to how we feel in a safe environment. If you're speaking to someone that is accepting and non-judgmental of who you are
1: tony so many good ideas again i'll remind you not to go out with your pals cycling until all this is over um well, <laughs> that's the, correct. The, thank, i've thank got i've got my notes I was, I was like i'm going to point my finger at tony and tell him not to go out with his pals but i know that you know that anyway <laughs> just in case listen you're an absolute star again thank you so much for coming on will you pop back in again with some more top advice when we need it i'd be
2: delighted to cats thank you very much oh.
1: Thank you, Tony. Remember, there are many great ideas to help you. If you're beginning to feel a little bit overwhelmed in any way, just go to the website clearyourhead.scot. Joining me for a catch-up is
3: Michelle Jarrett from Cowden Beath. Hiya, Michelle. Hello, good afternoon, Kat. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And yourself, are you
1: okay? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Now, Michelle, we were given a message. from somebody saying you have to track this lady down because she's putting (laughs) smiles on the face the faces of a lot of children and adults in the Cowdenbeath area
3: what have you been up to Michelle Jarrett? Oh first of all that's lovely I'm absolutely loving the community spirit that's for sure so it was my daughter's birthday cat in April Mm -hmm. um, and like most mum and dads at the moment your your hands are tied with Covid there's not really much we could do to make it that wee bit special so kind of went by but it really got me thinking about what I could do for other people so I've got an Elsa costume I've dressed up as her before for galas and things so I thought why not I've seen loads of people dressed up <laughs> so I thought I'm going to do that <laughs> So this is Elsa from Frozen Frozen that's right yeah from Disney's Frozen when I kind of got speaking to people one of my friends Kelly her husband's one of the Fife runners there's a lot of runners um, in Fife at the moment dressed up as superheroes mm-hmm. so I kind of went home with them um, Elsa doesn't really run in heels. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> definitely the walking route is for me. Um, the response has been fantastic. I've been going to visit wee girls on their birthdays using my daily walk just to, to walk about dressed up and I've actually linked in with another girl Tara um, and a guy Kevin from Cowdenbeath who were dressed doing the same thing as me but dressed up as dinosaurs so we're all doing it together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so wait a minute, we have um, Elsa from Frozen and two dinosaurs walking about the streets of Cowdenbeath, socially distanced of course, spreading the joy to everyone that sees them.
3: <laughs> that's exactly what we're doing. We put our roots up on Facebook. People know where we're going to be. Um, and we'll make some special visits if we're asked as well locally, of course. Um, but yeah, it's been fantastic. And it's not just for kids. You know, there's a lot of older adults that are um, shielding at the moment. They've not seen anybody for weeks and it's incredible to see a smile on their faces. So we wave at the window. That's incredible. So you're,
1: you're doing this just for fun and for the goodness of your heart. And people are actually paying towards the Cowdenbeath Food Bank which is obviously going back out into the community how is this making you feel personally that you've been able to make that tiny little bit of difference
3: oh do you know what it's it's it just started out it's just trying to put a smell on people's faces and I've just seen some incredible community spirit people you know it's the small things that you realise it makes such a difference to people it, it feels great it's one of the best things I've ever done
1: you're an absolute star Michelle Jarrett from Beath. and you know what though if there ever comes an evening when you're too tired or you just don't feel like doing it you have to let it go (laughs) remember
3: that that's a good
1: one (laughs) that's like my only frozen joke that I could squeeze into this Keep spreading the joy. Honestly, for me, the mental vision of Elsa from Frozen and two (laughs) T-Rexes storting about the streets and cowed in beef. I would think that's like after Last Orders, but no. It's just
3: just how you're celebrating. (laughs) (laughs) You're a wee star. Well, thank you. Thanks, Michelle. (laughs) Take care. You too, Kat. Lovely chatting.
2: Catch up with Kat
0: up
1: with cat hello and welcome to catch up with cat with me cat harvey i hope you've had a good day and are ready to relax and unwind with me this evening I'm joined for a catch-up tonight by Peter Lerpinier, an Associate Director of Nursing for NHS Borders. Hi, Peter. Thanks for joining me.
4: Hi, Chat. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Very welcome. Now, tonight we're going to talk about sleep. Why do you think so many of us are struggling at the moment with sleep?
4: I, I think even before COVID-19, even before the circumstances were in at the moment, people will recognise that when something unusual happens or something that's a bit more stressful happens... Um, People are often troubled by, uh, their sleep is troubled by that event. So whether they're worrying or they're mulling over a question, then that's one of the things that makes makes us feel a bit more restless at night. And of course, COVID-19 has brought us huge changes for the vast majority of the population are seeing um, things that there would be their normal day-to-day routine fundamentally undermined. And they are uh, The the things that they would do to either help them get rested or um, prepare themselves for sleep or um, the worries that they have to deal with are all very different in the current circumstance. So it's almost worth saying that finding sleeping a bit more difficult at the moment would be absolutely normal. And that's the kind of thing that one would expect, really.
1: And do you find um, in your line of work that people that worry about not getting enough sleep that can become one of the problems you know you're so focused on oh i haven't got my eight hours tonight that it becomes a thing
4: i definitely i mean i think one of the you know a common conversation again just to contextualize this i'll put it into what would be our norm really people will say to you i'm just no sleeping yeah and people notice when they're not sleeping so or when their sleep pattern is different and um so in the current circumstance where as I said, it's almost to be expected that everything else has changed. So lots of your normal routines have changed. Your sleep pattern, is, you know, that's something people are going to find, is changed. And so people notice that, and that in itself makes people quite anxious. I'm not sleeping as well as I was. Something must be wrong.
1: And how important do you think it is then, Peter, to be keeping an eye on how much news that we're taking in, you know, on the television, on, I guess, radio, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. There's news, news, news all the time. Should we be watching what we're taking in?
4: I think we all have to be very careful. At the moment, we are flooded with um, opportunities to take in information about, particularly around COVID-19 at the moment. And of course... Why wouldn't you worry? You know, it's a, it's a global pandemic. It's something that's really, that's, that is uh, you know, uncertain for all of us. But I think that, that circumstance is exactly the point when you should be careful about how you access information, what information you access, and looking for reliable sources of news.
1: So, um, I, I can't believe I'm going to quote Donald Trump. What we need to do is avoid the fake news, then stick to the sites that are reliable. <laughs> NHSinform.scot, as you mentioned there, a good one. That's the first time I've ever got Donald Trump into one of these catch-ups, Peter. This is very, very unusual territory. <laughs> um uh- <laughs> I won't mention the word bleach at all. I promise you I won't. Okay. So so we do need to switch off the news near bedtime. Um what are your best ideas then to get a good night's sleep? I've asked several people this, but I'm always curious to find out all the different varieties of answers we can get in this one.
4: I mean sleep's really individual. You know, everybody has a, a you know there is the notorious or famous if you like, you know, uh, Mrs Thatcher who supposedly got by on four hours sleep. That is really unusual. Most of us need a good, um, certainly six to six to eight hours to make us, to get ourselves functioning at our best. And that's what we're aiming for. What people should find is what works for them. So something which is about, perhaps not taking in too much uh, screen time before bed, certainly stopping screen time about half an hour before going to bed. Um, Think about the number of caffeinated drinks um, people have. You know, for lots of people, having a cup of coffee or a cup of tea into the evening is something that's going to make them, uh, keep them awake for longer. Um, And some people are more sensitive to caffeine, so you have to think about what, what works for you. Often for people, a hot bath is something that just brings them down to being relaxed. I think the most important thing is about finding a way to arrive ready for sleep in a relaxed frame of mind. Put together you know, put away your worries for a while. Do something that's relaxing and then prepare yourself for sleep.
1: Sounds good. You make you actually you make me sleepy now. I'm like, oh a hot bath and just chilling out and switching off the news. Peter, thank you so much. Associate Director of Nursing for NHS Borders. You've been an absolute star joining me for a wee catch-up this evening and hopefully giving everybody some top tips into a good night's sleep. Thank you, Peter. I'm joined by artist and musician Robert Miller. Hi, Robert. How are you doing today? Hi.
5: Hi, Kat. No, fine. Yeah.
1: Now, I believe you've been given a very special project. Tell us all about it. What's, what's going on?
5: Yes, well, I, I got a phone call last week from uh, John Stewart John, in actual fact, is the, the chief nurse eh, in the, the Glasgow Royal Infirmary and he, he asked if I could do a, a big favour. In actual fact, I think I think they wanted a commission. I think they did originally want to pay me. But with well, everybody doing everything for the NHS, there's no chance I'm going to take anything. So it was, they asked if I could do a big painting of some of the staff members. Eh, and that, I thought brilliant because that's right up the street. I don't know what you see unfortunately, but... They had all their PPE gear on, so they've got they're wearing masks and all the blue gowns, in. and I thought, well, this is going to be difficult not to make it look interesting, but I'm, I'm delighted with it.
1: So, tell us, who are the people in it? Then are they actually the doctors and nurses from the hospital, so you can see their eyes then?
5: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I believe I believe there's, there's one nurse, one anaesthetist, and one doctor, but they're, they're wearing the White masks and it's the blue gowns and the blue hats and you know just all the protective gear.
1: So they came in and they wanted to make this commission because it's obviously a very poignant time in the history of the NHS and and of the hospitals. You've given your services for free. You want them to have this painting for free. Is that quite an emotional thing for you to actually be asked to do this? Because it's a sensitive subject.
5: I was I was see I was really proud. I mean I know it's a it's a it's a real sad time as you know. Mm. Uh, I mean, we we've got one or two friends out in hospital there, and you know one one or two, uh, you know, it's a, it's a sad side to, to this whole, whole thing. But one or two friends that didn't make it, you know. But we've got one or two that hopefully will pull through. And you, you hear stories the whole time in the news. But if you don't know the person, the maybe doesn't connect. But, but it's got a wee connection uh, with me because because we've got friends that are that are there but apart from that we a next door neighbour uh, as, as a nurse and she was really proud that I had been asked and just the fact I've been asked to do this I'm thinking there's loads of artists probably I don't know how many there'll be in Glasgow and Scotland they could have asked anybody and, and they asked me but uh, so obviously it's, it's a great honour.
1: And it's going yes. to be hung in the Royal Infirmary so thousands yes. of people will see this Robert.
5: Hopefully yeah hopefully. Uh, And the fact that it's so big, that makes it even more impressive. Uh, But the great thing again is I'm amazed at how generous people have been as well. Like the picture framers already offered to do it. And and the supplier for the framing has offered to give us the, the frame. And, uh, and then a lot of the neighbours are being, because I use those, I've made a wee joke, do you need anything, Robert? I said, oh, maybe kitchen roll, because I, I use kitchen roll to clean my brushes, clean <laughs> the paint. I mean, I I'll, I'll use, I'll use a kitchen roll every day up in the studio. I was only making a wee joke. The, the neighbours are chanting the door and leaving kitchen rolls. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so, absolutely amazing. Everybody, everybody, everybody's doing their thing,
1: actually. So it's got the NHS logo in the background and it's got the doctors and nurses that are actually working there in the foreground what a beautiful tribute Robert Um, very kind of you to give your time and your skills for this and thank you so much for joining me today for a wee catch up.
5: Cheers thanks Kat.